Welcome back to the Hostile Environment Podcast, episode number five. And if you're listening, that means you've downloaded, so thank you. But please remember to hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. If you hit the button, it automatically goes right into your phone. You can go into Starbucks, steal their Wi-Fi, download the episodes, hear them all. So far, there's four and a half. I'm counting this as a half because I'm not done yet. But ladies and gentlemen, I promise this will be my, my best episode yet. Episode number five. Uh, well, episode number four, first of all, I don't know if you guys noticed the new intro and outro music, but I figured that shit out, so pretty happy that I got that done. And I think this episode, I'm going to have the best content, so let's get started with, um, so you guys know I do two podcasts a week, Mondays and Thursdays they drop. You know my social media, and if you don't, here it is really quick. Facebook is J-C-O-W-A-L, IG is J.Hostile. Twitter is at podcast underscore hostile, and the email for your questions, comments, or what have you, nudie pictures, dick pics, whatever you want to send, I'll take it all, j.hostile.environment at gmail.com, download and subscribe at iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Before I get to uh, headlines that you will see on your phone that you'll never see on TV, uh, I wanted to touch on... One quick, it was not even a quick subject, but it is a subject that I really want to touch on because um, I can honestly say there's not a lot of things that I see on TV or social media that really get my goat, grind my gears, piss me off, but this did, and I don't know how you guys feel. I know some of you who are listening personally, um, I know you're pro this guy, I don't know why, but some of you are, a couple of you are, but here we go. Um, Chris Sky is this gentleman's name. Um, if you guys don't know who this piece of shit is, his real name is Chris, and I'm going to butcher this name, Sacocia, S-A-C-C-O-C-C-I-A. Sounds like it could be Italian or Portuguese, probably Italian. Um, but his social media persona is Chris Sky, probably because having that name is horribly, you know, people are going to mispronounce it like I just did. So, uh, why not cut it down to Sky? Um, but this piece of shit is wealthy, uh, not for anything that he's done in life, but because he's a fucking leech. Uh, he's the son of a wealthy developer and he's an anti-masker. So let's count the boxes so far that this pile of human compost is already checked. He was born into money. Check. Uh, no real job. Check. Uh, anti-masker. Check. And shit disturber. So that's four boxes that this piece of garbage has already checked. Does that sound like anybody else we know, by the way, those four boxes? Because it sounds awfully familiar. And if you're thinking that it's uh, somebody else, it very well could be. And his name is Adam Skelly. And he he's the uh, the barbecue guy that, that pulled that shit and stirred up all that shit during the, the second lockdown. Uh, who somehow got a GoFundMe that raised over, I want to say, I heard last number I heard was $290,000 or something like that. Some stupid-ass number from a bunch of fucking people who, I don't know, man, maybe you agree with this guy's theories. I don't know if you agreed with his sentiment. I don't know, but to raise two hundred ninety grand, that's a that's a big number. But his fines from the city are not even, a, no, sorry, his fines from the police and all that stuff uh, and, and the city, I think, is somewhere on the hook of $270,000, and that's not even counting in the fines that this barbecue jerk-off is going to get from these uh, health inspectors, because apparently he didn't have a proper business license or something along those lines. Um, so anyways, that's that's another guy who checks all those same boxes. Uh, son of wealthy parents, no real job, 
anti-masker, shit disturber. So there's more than one of these pricks, but I just wanted to show you the correlation that if you're a, a little, uh, if you're a little spoiled rich kid, um, that, you know, this is the way they, this is the way they're, they're choosing to, to use their wealth is the, in this manner. Um, so anyways, back to Chris Sky. So I saw the video of him and he's at an airport. Uh, I, I know it's in, in, uh, Toronto or the GTA. Um, apparently he's there to pick someone up, but I believe he specifically went there just to cause shit. I don't think he was actually picking anybody up. Um, I think he was just there to get on, get on, because he's videoing the whole fucking, the whole thing. So I'm guessing he's using it just to put on his platforms. Um, the, so the video is, him, uh, is of him, and he's confronting a police officer who is minding his own fucking business. He's wearing his mask, he's acting professional, and he's doing his goddamn job. Um, so, so this guy, Chris Sky, goes up to this cop and begins to absolutely berate him. And I'm, I'm torn because I want to post this video for you guys to watch, in case you haven't. I want to post it. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to give him clicks because apparently, and, and I'm a fucking dinosaur, I get that too, but apparently the more clicks you get, uh, it, 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 apparently you can monetize this somehow on YouTube. I'm not sure how that shit works. The podcasting game, I've got that. This, I don't know. So I'm torn. I don't want to put it up, but I do because I want you guys to, to, to see what I saw and you can either agree or disagree. You know, I'm, I'm good either way. I would hope that most of you would side with me, but I do understand that we're all different. You know, some people are, you know, fucking have different ideals. I get it. Um, so I am going to post it unwillingly. I'm going to post it. Uh, so hopefully you guys check it out. Um, like I said, it really fucking pissed me off. Um, I don't want to give them clicks or views, but um, um, I will be reluctantly posting it. So the the movie made me sorry the video made me so irate that i just wanted to attack him like after watching it i, I it just it made my blood boil and i was legitimately praying for the cops to tase him or fucking baton him or or do something but they didn't they acted professional the entire time they made a joke here or there tried to try to piss him off a little bit and the fucking chris guy just kept getting more rude and more ignorant and and just so the good, good, good for the cops, man. Because you know, I, I mean, let's. But I have friends who are borderline anti-maskers slash conspiracy theorists, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I think they all tie in kind of the same. And one of them even got fucking COVID. Uh, so he was an anti-masker who thought this was all fake when it first started, and then he actually got COVID, lost seventeen pounds, and yet he still says that this whole COVID lockdown thing is bullshit, and it's about resetting the economy. Um, there might be a couple more of you out there that believe that I, I don't know. Um, if you do fuck right on, man, whatever floats your boat. Personally, I think it's all horseshit. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into a tirade about masks and shit like that, but anyways, um, so they, they, these guys, good for them. They kept their jobs. And, uh, so here I'm going to play just a quick little tidbit of the video for you. And then I'll post it on my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook later on. So here's a little bit. Isn't it our charter of rights and freedoms? Is that correct? Yes or no? All of a sudden you can't answer questions? Oh, I'm going to ask you one more time. Is your number one priority, your number one oath as an officer to get that badge, to get that gun, to get that so-called authority you are so happy to wield, is it not to uphold our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which includes Section 6, our freedom of movement, which is also Section B, our livelihood, and pursuit of livelihood, which is our right to work. 
I'm not that because I'm asking you a question. And I'll be done when you say yes because you know I'm right. And I'll stop smiling and I'll stop filming you. But until you just admit... Well, I'm just asking a simple question. We've been talking for like... So anyways, that's as much as I'm going to play. That was, uh, that was roughly... 17 seconds or so the video is four minutes long if you want to check it out go ahead um just to just to see where you're i'd love you guys just to reach out and tell me how you feel you know if you agree with him fuck right on i'll take your your, your comments if you don't fuck right on i'll take your comments so either way i'm good i just wanted to stress that but um what my 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 pray i i sorry i pray that hopefully at some point late at night those same police officers and i there's roughly four or five of them they get together and they put on ski masks and a black and they get a black van and they grab that shit stain from his house. They throw him in the back of said van and he disappears without a trace. Just saying, if it happens, I wouldn't cry about it. But this is what this guy deserves. This guy needs a little fucking respect. He needs a lesson in manners. Uh, and clearly mommy and daddy didn't give it to him. So, uh, I don't know. Anyways, um... What the, the abuse those cops went through is unfathomable, and I'm I'm ashamed. Um, he's he's baiting them. He's trying to he's trying to get them into a confrontation by asking questions, and he's hoping that when one of these officers takes the bait and and responds with um, the 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 oath that he did take, at that point you know it's just going to be a back and forth. And I the cops were smart; they didn't take the bait. They didn't they didn't uh, they didn't feed into his shit. So good for them. I'm 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 pretty fucking proud of those guys. Uh, so anyways, um, um, anyways, so moving on to that, um, nobody deserves to have that shit happen to them at work. I mean, you know, if, if you hate your job, love your job, whatever, um, I mean, for you to go to work and you have to get harassed and abused by a tattooed, loudmouth, uneducated, fucking freeloading piece of cow shit, um, th these two dickheads, Adam and Chris, are the very definition of white privilege, and it makes me sick. It makes me angry, and it makes me sad for the human race. So, anyways, moving on to something a little more positive. Uh, headlines, like I said. So these are going to be headlines that you see on your phone that you will never, ever see on TV. So here we go. The first headline. Plastic surgeon jailed after his lover ODs after snorting cocaine off his penis. Plastic surgeon jailed. So, here's the story. German plastic surgeon David, and this name's even harder to pronounce, Niederbischheiler, yeah, I fucked that one up, uh, 45 years old, was sentenced to nine years for aggravated rape and bodily harm after his lover overdosed and died after snorting cocaine off the prominent doctor's penis. Dr. David was also slapped with a very large fine. But I think that's the least of his worries. You would hope that's the least of his worries. Headline number two. Stuntman sits in bean dip tub to protest the possible closing of a restaurant. So, obviously, this headline needs a little bit more context, so let's do that. Stuntman Hunter Ray Barker submerged himself in a tub of Mexican bean dip for 24 hours, while getting the logo of the restaurant tattooed on his arm to raise awareness for Los Toros Mexican Restaurant, because due to the lockdown, the restaurant is struggling financially and uh, may be forced to close. 
This is in Chatham, or sorry, Chatsworth, California. Uh, so I present this question to you, the listening audience. Uh, how far would you go, or what would you be willing to do to try and save your favorite greasy spoon or restaurant? I have a personal anecdote about this same scenario. I have uh, drawn a line in the sand for a sushi restaurant that I used to frequent when I first moved to Pickering for maybe the first two years. Um, uh, it's had two fires in its kitchen. Uh, and that spread to the, uh, the adjacent restaurant, which is my favorite roti restaurant. So every time that this sushi place had a fire in their kitchen, it, it took away my roti place twice for uh, six months one time and eight months the next. So 14 months I was out without my favorite roti place because this sushi place had fires in its kitchen. Uh, thank God they reopened, but they also struggled. Um, but the real question, I think, and nobody's bothered to ask this but me, because, well, probably no one gives a fuck but me, um, is how exactly do you have fires in the kitchen of a sushi joint? Uh, no, I don't think you cook sushi, as far as I can tell. That's kind of the gimmick. Um, I guess they make, you know, chicken teriyaki and other things like that, but you would think these guys, even if they did cook, you'd think they would know what the fuck they were doing. It's kind of the fucking job, right? Um, so anyway, shout out to Roti and Ting at Liverpool and Highway 2. The best fucking roti and doubles I've ever had. And I wish they were a sponsor for my show. Maybe one day they will be. Who knows? And my third uh, headline. And this is a good one. Scientists want to send 7.6 million sperm samples to the moon. Yes, you heard that correctly. Sperm samples to the moon. Scientists have begun to to uh, lay plans for repopulation, starting with a sperm bank on the moon. The proposed bank, or ark as they're calling it, would be beneath the moon surface. So I have all kinds of questions about this right off the bat. And like, there, were, there were so many that were flooding into my head that I couldn't even write them all down at one time because I, I couldn't believe this was a thing, but it is. And you can Google this yourself. It's, it's a fucking legit thing. So my first question... Uh, who exactly, or more importantly, what is the screening process to be able to qualify to be one of the lucky sperm donors to start to repopulate the human race on the fucking moon? Uh, right off the bat, I, I, I could take uh, Tom Brady, clearly the guy's a fucking, all this guy does is win. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I, I maybe he, he would, uh, he'd be alright, fucking one of the smartest guys on the planet. And uh, Tom Cruise, you gotta take Tom Cruise, right? Fucking Top Gun, come on now, Mission Impossible, for sure. Uh, and you know, you get a little bit of Scientology up on the moon. I mean, it kind of makes sense with the aliens and the moon. I mean, it all fucking comes together. Um, yeah, so th those are my fucking three locks to be donors. If you guys have any any uh, other locks or better locks, uh, please don't don't uh, hesitate to f to uh, forward them to me. I'd, I'll read them on air. Uh, if you got any funny ones, I'm more than willing to read them on air. Uh, and my second question. Is and this is just a basic one. Is Ubering sperm to the moon really important at this time? I mean, is this where we're at? That this is an important topic for us to talk about. Um, is it important enough that? Well, how about this? Shouldn't we be concentrating on more pressing issues like on this planet before we're worrying about a sperm bank on the moon? Hey, how about global warming here? How about animal extinction here, or overfishing of our oceans, or? Fucking Somali pirates. I mean, Jesus Christ. There's got, and those are on the top of my head. 
there's got to be worse problems we can think about than, anyways, uh, these fucking, the new moon people should be, should be way down on the list of things that we have to prioritize, anyways. So those are the three headlines from this week. Now, segueing out of headlines, let's move on to the main event. Uh, the main event of the show today, uh, that being this story, is uh, how I got banned from Pacific Mall for life. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pacific Mall is a, um, how do I put this? It is a mostly Asian mall. And in this mostly Asian mall, you can get anything, literally anything. Most of it is bootlegged. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. Most of it's bootlegged. Um, it's, um, um, so let me give you a bit of a backstory before I talk more about the mall. Um, because I got to give you a bit of a backstory so I can kind of get everything to make sense. So the story went down like this. Um, and this is 100% true. It's not embellished in any way. This is legitimately the story that happened. So here we go. Um, uh, when we bought our house uh, in Pickering, my grandmother was roughly 82, 81 years old. Um, she was widowed and she lived alone in Toronto. So when we moved out to Pickering, um, I would go down there once a week um, and to get her groceries. So I'd pick her up. We'd go for a haircut or a doctor's appointment or get groceries or whatever we had to do. I'd spend the day with her. We'd go for lunch. And, you know, we made a day of it. And we both looked forward to it because my grandma helped raise me. So she's she was a very special lady in my life. And I, I love her to death. So um, it was a great for us to have at least one day a week, sometimes more if I was in the area. We could just spend some time together and hang out and, and do our thing and just talk because I could always talk to her. She had the best listening ears. Um, she was a smoker, a heavy smoker. When I was growing up with her, she was easily a pack a day, like one after another, dart after dart after dart. Didn't drink much water either. Um, liked, uh, liked coffee and tea and cigarettes. And she was a shitty cook, but anyways, that, that, was, that was my grandma, so... Um, she was, she was a big smoker and she was also very lonely living in that apartment because when I was lived in Toronto, I could see her all the time. Um, when I moved away, I couldn't see her as much. Like I said, I could get down there once a week, maybe more, but I, I used to see her when we were in the same neighborhood. We used to live in the same apartment building at one point, different floors, obviously, but same apartment building. So I could see her, you know, as many as five times a week sometimes. And she would just randomly show up and knock on the door and I would do the same. Uh, so when I moved away, she was having a, a difficult time adjusting and she went downstairs to the main lobby and she would fire up, uh, she would sit on the curb and she'd fire up a couple of darts and she would just sit down there and try and mingle and socialize with anyone who was coming or going, anyone who would talk to her. Um, mind you, I didn't know this was happening, um, but I found out later the hard way. So she was uh, meeting people down in the lobby and I guess she... Uh, she put her trust in a couple of people who weren't very trustworthy. They were also residents of the same apartment building. And keep in mind, my grandmother didn't live in the hood or anything like that. Uh, she It was a pretty decent building. It was right at Victoria Park in Danforth, for those of you who are in Toronto and understand. Um, not Crescent Town. So um, she met some unsavory characters. And those unsavory characters uh, talked their way, which wouldn't have been hard because my grandma was lonely. They talked their way into her apartment. Once in the apartment... They basically stole everything that had any value. Um, so my grandfather, before he passed, he was a jeweler. So there was a bunch of jewelry in the house. So I guess they 
somehow split up. Maybe one kept my grandmother company while the other one went to use the washroom and cleaned out all the jewelry. So thousands of dollars in jewelry. And we're not talking like, you know, fucking diamonds that James Bond would have to fucking try and steal back or anything. But there was some valuable jewelry, a lot of rings and necklaces. So those were all stolen. Um, also, I had, I used to live my leave my grandmother uh, an allowance because she didn't know how to use bank cards or anything like that. So I would leave her $20, $30, and she could go down to the convenience store that was inside the building and grab a bag of chips or, you know, some milk or, or cigarettes or, well, obviously cigarettes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, th this is how I figured out that something was wrong was I went in her wallet to help pay for something, and she had no money. And I asked her about it. She had told me that, oh, I gave it to uh, Sandy. And I said, well, who, who the fuck is Sandy? And why is she taking your money? So then the plan started to unravel. Uh, once I started doing some investigating, I noticed that they also took her checkbook and they were trying to cash checks. Um, and the best part about that, if that wasn't awful, if that wasn't horrible that you're robbing from an old woman, uh, a widowed old woman, uh, they also brought in bed bugs. So these people who were fucking filthy, filthy scum, were riddled with bed bugs and then brought them into my grandmother's home. Um, once we figured out she had bed bugs, we tried the whole, uh, the dog came in, the, the pest companies came in several times, but these fuckers wouldn't die. They were on the roof, they were in books, they were in their sheets. Uh, it was horrible. They were eating my grandmother at night, like literally taking bites out of her back. So when she would roll over uh, in the morning, there would be like blood dots, like several blood dots all over the pillows and stuff like that. So we had to get her out of there. We, had, we burned everything, so we pretty, she pretty much lost all of her possessions from that point on because we had to fucking burn everything. Um, also, it was around this time that we started to figure out that she was getting the, um, the beginnings of onset dementia. So she was still with it um, as far as like, you know, she could still have a conversation with you and all that shit. And, um, but she would start to slip up and instead of calling me Jason, which she was the only other person other than my mother who would call me Jason, uh, she would call me Jason. Um, and then slowly and surely it started to, to, to be less and less Jason and more and more Frank. Frank was her husband and they also named their idiot son Frank. So there was two Franks in the family and I became the third once her dementia started to really, you know, kick in. So that's a big part. Well, not a big part, but that's a part of the story coming later. Uh, I was Frank, not Jason. Um, so... That being said, once we burned all her fucking worldly possessions, we moved her into our house in Pickering. And when we did that, you know, it changed her life. Everything. She cried the day I told her I was moving her to my apartment. It was fantastic. Uh, she was so happy. Uh, we moved her in, and she was the best. My, um, her and my daughter got along famously, and having my grandmother around was awesome for everybody. Until the end, it started to get a little hard. But anyways, um, so yeah, so we moved her into our apartment, and once we, or sorry, moved into our house. And once we moved into the house, um, she was she was very excited to go outside. So like she loved watching TV. She was a big soap opera fan, Young and the Restless, all that shit. Um, but when I would say things like, "Do you want to go for a ride? Do you want to go to the bank? Do you want to?" She her face would light up. She loved it, even in the winter, the rain. She just loved being out. Uh, near the end, um, I would just say like, "Stand by the front door," and she would come over and beg me to go, even if I was going to work. I would have to like. I'm sorry, I'm, I can't take you with me. It was kind of depressing. But when I was going out and she wanted to go and we could go out together, she loved it. So uh, I came home from work one day and I was doing something on the computer, on my laptop, which I still have, by the way. It's a piece of shit, hence why I'm borrowing my daughters. So I'm, I've got this laptop and I'm doing some work. I'm doing something. 
and these fucking windows started popping up and popping up and popping up and porn and this and that and you know I don't mind watching a little porn but not when I'm trying to actually do something. Um, so I, I took it to an IT guy and they're like, oh yeah, this thing's fucking like 8,000 viruses or some stupid number. And I said, well, fucking get rid of them. And they're like, oh, that'll be, I want to say it was like four or 500 bucks. And I was like, come on, man, like you can do better than that. And this guy took me aside and who was a, a customer in line. And he's like, Hey man, go to Pacific mall. They do this shit for like fucking 40, 50 bucks, you know, 80 bucks, depending on how many and they do it quick. So yeah, fuck right on, grab my laptop, fired home next day. Go up to grandma and said, hey, you want to go for a ride? You want to go out? She, absolutely. She, she wants to go out every single time. So in the truck we went and boom, fire down to uh, Markham where uh, Pacific Mall is located. And uh, so there we are. We pull into the driveway. Uh, I'm looking for a cheap uh, laptop fixer, uh, you know, get rid of the viruses. Da, 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 da. Uh, Pacific Mall has is known for getting raided all the time by police. It's been on the, on the, the news fuck all the time. Basically, these guys were the kings of bootleg DVDs. If you wanted, you know, eight movies for 20 bucks, this is the place to go. Um, most of the time, the movies were good. They Because they didn't speak a lot of English, if you picked a movie up and it was decent, they would give you a thumbs up. If they gave you a thumbs down, then it was one of those movies where a guy's fucking head would walk by or you could hear someone eating popcorn, that kind of shit. So eight movies, 20 bucks, and these have everything. You could go there and you could literally get fucking... Uh, Gucci bags. Uh, they weren't real Gucci bags, but they were really good knockoffs. Um, but because they kept getting raided, they came up with a plan, which was to have a young kid or some several young kids, obviously throughout the mall. And if you wanted something and they, they trusted you and knew you weren't cops, they would take your order. Then they would text it to uh, a kid who would run out into the parking lot where these vans were and they would get the item and come back and sell it to you. So that way, the, the, the items were never on the premises. So if they got raided, you know, the, the police weren't finding shit. They were just inconveniencing these guys for a little bit. So they had this down to an art. So I showed up um, and I, I found a place that where the guy spoke English because a lot of them I couldn't, they just, they just didn't. And I don't, I don't have any Asian friends who speak the language. So uh, I found a guy who speaks um, English. Uh, told him the problem. He plugged it in, checked it out. Uh, says, oh yeah, man, this thing's you know crazy. It's got viruses everywhere. And I said, okay, so what's the plan? And he said, uh, how about this? He goes, uh, only cash. And I said, he goes, uh, we agreed on 130 bucks. He goes, for 130 bucks, I'll clean this thing up, get it right, and I'll even put some protection on there for you so this shit doesn't happen again. I said, oh fuck, that, that's wicked, dude. That you know the other guy priced me at like 450. That's awesome. I go, how long? He goes, come back in two hours. So I took my grandma for lunch. We drove around. We talked. We hung out. I go back to the thing. Now, what happens is I think it's just going to be a quick exchange. So I run in. I leave the car running. I park it. I leave it running. I tell grandma, stay here. I'll be five minutes. She listens to the radio. Everything's good. I run into the mall. I find the store. Also, another thing about Pacific Mall, by the way, if you've never been there, the fucking store is like a maze. Every fucking store looks exactly the same. It's uh, there, there, there was a movie called Cubed that I saw maybe 20 years ago. And basically, it was like every time you walked uh, the, the, the hallway behind you would transform and look exactly the same as the next hallway. And that's what this, this place reminds me of is every time you walk down a corridor, it, it, they all look the same and it's all Asians and it's all DVDs in the windows and it's all Gucci bags in the windows. So there's really no like arrows on the ground or there's nothing to differentiate between, you know, this Asian store and that Asian store. So it all looks the same. It's very fucking confusing, especially if you've been there the first time. It's, it's fucking really crazy. So, um, so we agreed on the price, uh, everything was good. 
I, I run into the second for the second time thinking that I'm just going to pay him uh, and walk away. And I go in there and they're both these two guys, the guy I spoke with another guy, are both sitting there. My, my computer is sitting right where it was when I left. And I said, oh, it's all done. And he goes, no, no, we haven't even started yet, man. We're really backed up. I'm looking at them and they're not really fucking doing anything. One's on their phone and the other one's just sitting there. So I said, well, fuck, how much longer, guys? Like, you know, like, it's not exactly like I live around the corner. And he goes, like, oh, uh, at least another two hours. So I'm, I'm super frustrated at this point. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm still saving roughly, you know, 380 bucks or whatever it was. So I ate it. I was like, okay, cool, man. Like, please just, you know, uh, please have it done in two hours, all right? So off I go. And uh, I take grandma to the Tim Hortons and we sit there and literally have a coffee and, you know, just talk for another hour and a half and then uh, drove back. And here's where shit went down downhill. So I do the same thing. I park the truck. I tell grandma I'll be out in five minutes, put the radio on and I fire into the building. I find uh, the build. I find the store and I get there and uh, I walk in and the computer's gone. And I said, oh, are, are we good to go? And he goes, yep, yep. We just finished actually about 10 minutes ago. Awesome. Oh, fuck, perfect. That's awesome. So I got the money in my hand. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, oh, one thing. He goes, oh, I, I was going to text you that uh, the price changed. I said, what, what do you mean the price changed? And he goes, oh, once we got into the computer, there was way more viruses and it was way more time consuming. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to charge you more. And I was like, well, what, fuck, come on, man. I was like, fuck off. Like 130 bucks. I go, I, I don't have any more cash, dude. That's all I grabbed. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to need 180 I go, you're going to charge me $50 more. So we bantered back and forth. And I could see that they, this was going nowhere. And then I saw like a like a little smile, like a little smirk, like kind of a fuck you, fuck you, we're going to do what we want sort of thing, or you're not getting your computer back. But I wasn't going to do it. I, I just wasn't. I could I could feel that I was getting suckered, and I'm, I'm just not having it. So um, as, soon as, I, as soon as I went to gr put my hand in my pocket to grab the money, instead... I put my hand on the laptop and I grabbed it. And when I went to grab the laptop, he also grabbed the laptop. So now we're having a tug of war. And of course, I'm going to win. So when I did win, I just fucking tugged it as hard as I could. to give my fucking laptop. And I tugged it. And uh, he went shooting back into the kiosk uh, or fucking whatever you want to call it. Um, and when he hit the, the, the wall boatload of shit fell down like we're talking like they had like video cameras um like the old school nikon cameras laptops signs lights everything like the wall shook and everything fucking fell down and crashed down on the ground uh so i just fucking threw the money on the table and i say hey man we agreed on 130 you did the job here's your 130 i threw it on the fucking thing and i walked out of the little the little uh store there that the kiosk whatever you want to call it and i'm one i'm you know, I'm walking down the hallway. I got my laptop in my arm. We're good to go. I uh, got grandma on the car. I got to get out there. And within, you know, 10 seconds of me walking out, then I hear uh, a bunch of screaming and yelling. And the one guy is like, you fucking asshole. You fucking broke all my stuff. Bruh. Give my fucking money, you know, 200 bucks, this, and this is worth 500 bucks. And I just kept walking. I'm like, fuck you, man. Don't care. I got my laptop. Paid you. I'm out of here. So as I'm walking, um, I'm barreling through the mall and I'm being chased by these two guys from the store. Uh, but now as I'm heading towards the, my truck, uh, I'm not only like, I'm not only running out because my 86 year old demented grandma has been alone in the truck for almost 10 minutes. And she's also hard of hearing by the way. Um, 
but I'm, I'm also just, I just want to get the fuck out of there because I can tell this is going to go bad. So as I'm walking out, now there's bystanders who are shopping and other store owners who are hearing this confrontation go, well, no, it's not even confrontation because I'm walking away. So these guys are screaming and I guess everyone else heard them screaming. So now they're poking their heads out and, um, there had to be, they're all trying to stop me. So they're all like, I'm power walking and they're trying to grab my arms and shit like that. Before I knew it, there was eight or 10 of these like five foot seven Asians and they're all grabbing on me. It's like a village of Asian hobbits is basically the way I can compare it. Um, they're, they're all trying to grab on me and stop me and I'm not having it. I'm just, I'm just keep going. I'm powering through. And then I get to the escalator and I see the exit sign. I see the doors. I see the big giant windows, which were like, 60 feet high they're like just the, the whole wall was just giant windows and i see my truck and i actually see my grandmother is actually still in shotgun so i was pretty happy about that um but as i'm going down the escalator there's another huge group of asians and they're blocking the actual doors and the um the bottom of the escalator so they're like it's like a blockade so i'm stuck but that wasn't going to stop me so i kept i just power right through them all um, I felt kind of like when you see like a video of like Kanye West trying to get through a plow of, uh, or, uh, like plow his way through a, a group of paparazzi. That's kind of the way I felt. Um, so, um, I, I barreled my way through all these Asian dudes and I get through the front doors and now I'm on the outside stairs. I'm literally 200 yards away from my vehicle. Uh, my grandma's still in shotgun. And, um, as I get there, um, these guys are still yelling, but they're yelling in Asian. So I don't even know what the hell they're yelling. I don't know if they're yelling to me or I don't know if they're yelling to each other, but they're all fucking screaming and a little bit of English, but mostly Asian. And I'm still moving forward and I'm about to fucking explode because I've got all these people grabbing on my arms and, and my sweater and my, the computer, the guy's still trying to get the computer out of my hands too. Um, so I'm about to fucking explode into a killing rage when I hear that sound of a police siren. Uh, not the full siren, not that, that, that like weird eh, eh, thing that they do. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that, that happens. Everyone knows what that is. So that sound goes off. Uh, the crowd disperses. So, um, it goes from me being surrounded by, uh, you know, 60 or 70 Asian hobbits to them parting like the Red Sea and the cop pulls up. Uh, they both get out of the car. Um, one was an Asian cop. One was a white cop. They came up to me and um, they're like, hey, what's going on? And I said, look, guys, like th this is basically, I, I gave them the quickest rundown I could. Um, but the, the problem was um, I, they said, okay, well, we, can we get your ID? I said, yep, no problem. And I grabbed my pants and fuck, I don't have my wallet on me. It's in, it's on the, the seat of my truck. I only grabbed the 130 bucks to pay these dudes and I left my wallet in the truck. So I said, yeah, no problem. I said, but my truck's over there. And just as I point to the truck, my grandmother opens the door and starts to get out. So now I'm freaking out and I'm telling the cops, I was like, oh, my grandmother's getting out of the truck. I got to go. I got to stop her. I got to stop her. I don't want her to get hit by a car. I don't, she's 86 and she's dementia. Like, I got to do this. And the cop's like, no, no, no. Just hold on a second, please. Just hold on a sec. So I barreled past the cop. And um, as I'm barrel, trying to barrel past the second cop, my grandmother is yelling, Frank, Frank, Frank. And then the cop goes to me, Frank, he goes, who, who the fuck is Frank, man? You told me your name is Jason. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Jason. And she's going, Frank, help me, help me. And I was like, no, no, no. And she's like, uh, the cop's like, Frank or Jason, which one is it? I was like, no, it's Jason. She calls me Frank. 
And then the other cop says, why does she call you Frank? And she's still yelling Frank. And now she's trying to like actually walk towards us through the parking lot. So I dropped the computer. I ran over and I put her back on, on the seat. And I told her I'd just be another second. And then I walked back over the cops. Um, and, uh, so the, they're, you got to think that they're, they're both fucking, they're both a little thrown off by this. Right. So, um, the Asian cop went to the store owners and I stayed with the white cop. And, um, obviously the Asian cop went there because, you know, they were speaking Asian and anyways, that, that sounded horrible, but I understand. <laughs> um, so I'm talking to the white cop and he's like, what the fuck happened here? Like, why are all these people trying to attack you? And I gave him the quick rundown of what happened. And I, I said, yeah, man, like, you know, I grabbed my computer and the fucking guy fell and oh, it was a fucking disaster and whatever. So the Asian cop comes back over to the to, to my officer. They take a sidebar. And then uh, the, the white gentleman, the white officer, comes back to me and he goes, uh, look, he goes, I, you, you have to take your grandmother and just fucking go. And I said, like, sorry, what? And he goes, you, you just, you can never come back here. He goes, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're barred from here for life. Uh, these people all saw you. They, they want, they, they, they want you barred for life. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Like I'm never coming back. And he goes, look, he goes, the, the fucking store owner. He goes, he, he said, you trashed your store. He said, it was, you were like Godzilla. He said, everything was just destroyed. Right. And I said, yeah, it, it, it was pretty bad. And he goes, look, just fucking go and never come back. You're, you're barred from Pacific mall. So got in the truck, took grandma clipped the seatbelt, drove out, I got my computer, he got his 130 bucks, I did a shitload more damage than 130 bucks is going to cover, but that's the story of how I am fucking no longer welcome at Pacific Mall. So, that's going to wrap things up for today, um, thank you guys for downloading and subscribing, I got another show dropping on Thursday when I'm going to have a fantastic tone tale, and for those of you who did reach out to me, um, for those of you who knew Tone, you said that you expected a better story. Um, like I said, I'm really trying to ease into this. If I give you guys all the good shit right now, I mean, what I'm, I've got nothing to lure you in later, later with, right? So I'm going to tell you right now, this Tone tale that I'm going to give on Thursday is also 100% true, not embellished in any way, actually did happen. Um, you, wouldn't, you, you won't believe it. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it, it involves homeless people and taxis. That's all I'm going to say. But that will be Thursday's Tone Tale. I'm sure I'll have a lot more content also to go over. And uh, until then, everyone stay safe and have a good couple of days because spring is almost here. And hopefully everyone is happy and women can start wearing those lovely, lovely sundresses that I love so much. All right. Talk to you soon and bye for now.